You are listening to John Herica on SFM. Stop motor racing for a little while. And uh, Jared, please say your surname for me. Hi, it's Jared Waberski. Waberski. All right. I was trying to think it was Weberski or something. Waberski. All right. <laughs> Waberski, that's I'm, it. Yes. I'm, I'm writing it down for the day that it's uh, Waberski takes the lead in front of Hamilton. That I'm looking forward to saying that. <laughs> How's it going in England? It's going very well. Yeah, we, we're currently racing at Silverstone this weekend. Mm. Um, we just finished qualifying in, in one race here in a very soggy Silverstone. <laughs> but overall, a pretty positive day. Uh, qualifying went quite well. We had, uh, I think it was uh, P8 and P4, mm-hmm. our two qualifyings for the two races. So, yeah, race one, we had a top 10 finish. So, quite happy with that. And, yeah, we're starting quite higher up for, for race two tomorrow morning. All right. GB3. What is GB3? Yeah, so GB3, it originally was called the British Formula 3 Championship. So it's uh, pretty much the one step below the FIA Formula 3 Championship. And that's okay. the one that wow. normally goes around with Formula 1. Yeah. So there's, okay, so you're one below that. And then there's Formula 3, Formula 2, and Formula 1. Those, that's the feeder. Yes. The, the ideal feeder route, right? Yes, that's it. Correct. Yeah. What's your background? How did you get to race GB3s in the UK on this weekend? Yeah, so I started karting in South Africa, um, won four, four karting championships in South Africa. I then did Formula Fords in South Africa for a year just after COVID. Um, and then last year, we took the step unexpectedly yeah. to do GB4 in England. So that was, it's kind of one step below GB3. Mm. Um, and yeah, we were doing it race by race last year, just seeing how we go. Um, yeah, and we f- ended up finishing second in that championship. And that was with no pre-season testing at all i'd fly out race and then fly back home to south africa so wow. it was a very last minute call um yeah and then that kind of gave me the opportunity to you know get a test with one of the teams in gb3 at the end of last year and then yeah they were quite impressed with my performance then and we signed the contract to race for this year what we, we've got three minutes before we're going to take an ad break so tell us about the car what how does it what does it look like how fast does it go those kind of things yeah, so the car is pretty much, if you have a look at it, it's kind of a, a much smaller F1 car to sum it down. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference we have is we don't have as much downforce and obviously engine power. Um, but yeah, the cars are, they're supercars. They're really, really good to drive. And, you know, the pace they have around tracks like Silverstone, I mean, the speeds we're doing through some of the corners, the lowest speeds we go is, is kind of about 210 kilometers an hour through some of the corners. <laughs> okay. So they're amazing cars to drive. Okay. So they're little mini Formula One cars. And I guess as you progress there, things just get faster in Formula 3, 2, and 1, for example. Yes, that's okay. correct. Yeah. The biggest difference is more power, more downforce, every step up. Right. Do you do, you do all the car setup like, like you hear the Formula One guys do? Yes. So it's very, I work with an engineer and we work, you know, very precise on how we set the car up depending on, you know, different driving styles and different conditions. So a lot of the stuff is, is very similar to, to the F1 stuff, just mm. obviously not as high tech. Uh, I'm having a look at the, the current driver's champs and uh, you, what you're number 10 at the moment with a didn't start in the second race. You, you must be feeling pretty confident going, going into the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, overall, we've had a good start. I mean, this championship is is super competitive. You know, we have F1 junior drivers in this championship. Um, so, yeah, we had a, a little bit of a tough round at uh, the first one, but, you know, we're 
getting a lot better through the second round this weekend, and we'll see how tomorrow goes. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break, and I'm going to continue talking to you, Jared, and we're going to find out a little bit more about your cool. history and, and the journey that you took to get to where you are. Perfect. Tweet at SFM Radio and at John Herica. My guest is, there we go, my guest is Jared Wabersky. He's racing out at the UK at the moment in GB3 Championship. All right, Jared, you were telling us about karting. So did when I, when I think of karting, I think about a shopping center kart. It's not that kind of karting that you were doing. No, so that's that's what we call uh, the rental karting. So <laughs> the karting, it would be, it's a two-stroke motor, like very high competitive. So that's national championships in South Africa. Okay. So yeah, I had one was the South African Championship in 2018, and then four Northern Regions champions or three Northern Regions champions. What age did you st- What age did you start? I started karting when I was four years old. Four years old. Yeah. Four years old. Yeah. A little baby cart, I'm imagining, because like, how do you yes. reach the pedals? Yeah, so they they very they very small carts. Um, they back then they used to be called cadet carts. Um, now they call them bambinos. But yeah, it's it's four from the ages from four four to six. <laughs> and is that a thing? I, I didn't know that was a thing. Four years old. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's quite it's quite crazy how early we we start. So mm. it starts pretty much our whole lives is is all you know around racing. Yeah. So yeah, you always hear. Martin Brundle talking about racecraft and 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 strategies and those kind of things. Uh, yeah, you don't realize you've been doing. That's what you do. You've been doing it all your life. You know that that corner needs to be done this way. Yes, yeah, it comes it comes naturally with all you know the hours we spend at the racetrack and mm. you know time away from school throughout throughout the years and you know you you spend so much time it becomes like a, a natural instinct to you. Mm. So when you know when you watch the Formula One or you watch any other type of racing. You know, when the commentators are explaining it, that's kind of, it comes natural to you as a racing driver. How old are you now, Jared? Uh, 17 years old, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're only 17. What it, the goal, I'm imagining, is to try and get a Formula One seat. It's, I mean, what are there only 20 men there from the whole planet? But that's the goal, right? Yes, that that's my goal. And, you know, racing here and I think having good results, I think we definitely will be able mm. to hopefully get the opportunities to you know step up the ladder i know it, it's a difficult question to ask you but you, you hear about drivers they pay their way in you know you the, there's a stroll for example whose dad runs the team it's it so the, we talk about 20 people i'm imagining maybe there are only five spots that that you can get to if you're good enough yeah i mean it's all about obviously there's 20 seats and budget and money is a, a big part in it all and also timing you got to be in the right yes. place at the right time which which you know sometimes doesn't work in your favor but yeah i mean a lot of the stuff comp- in in motorsport is all based around budget and how much budget you have and that's why you know the work we do off track to secure sponsors and mm. you know potential sponsors to help us you know progress through the ladder yeah it's when you when you see those Formula One drivers doing interviews, you can see they don't want to be there. They want to be in the simulator or in a car. But that's their <laughs> yeah. that's that's their other job is to raise money and get awareness. Yes, hundred percent. You know, the the work you do off track is almost more important than the work you do on track, as mm. you like to look at it. Mm. If you have a look at, you know, all the simulator work, the gym work, we have to be. You know, we're training six days a week, so the the 
media work we have to do it's it's all very intense and it all comes down to you know it all ties ties in to get a good result i was i was starting to feel a bit sorry for you now jared but then i realized that uh, you drive a motor car for a living so i don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's like every man's dream to be able to do what you do yes 100 uh, percent talk us through silverstone when you're there now it's it's not the setup that a Formula One team would have. And obviously this weekend, the coronation is taking priority over everything. But what is it like when you, yeah. you get into a car, you're doing two, 300 Ks an hour around those corners that are that every motorsports fan knows and, and would love to drive? Yeah, so the feeling is, you know, sensational. I mean, driving at tracks like Silverstone, Grand Prix, mm. Circus at the F1 race at, it's, you know, it's a great opportunity that we have. And, and the feeling you get is, is I always like to describe it as some people, you know, they look at it and think it's it's crazy and how could you do that? But, you know, when you're driving, everything kind of zones out and it all comes in slow motion. It's almost like a second nature mm. when you end up driving at these speeds. So it is truly something great to experience for sure. Ah, and then the next race is out at Spa. You get a race Spa. Yes. I mean, it's to do a rouge. It's, 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 yeah. it, I've done it in the simulator. I've done it in the computer games, and I get scared doing it there. Yeah. And this is what you do yeah. for a living. It's, you know, when you see that a rouge for the first time, do, do you even think about it? Is it not even in your back of your head? Yeah, I had a, a pre-season test there about a month ago. It was my first time going to Spa, uh-huh. and it, it was sensational. You know, coming out the pit lane and, and looking up the hill, it looks, you know, how can a racing car get up that hill? Right. But, you know, when you go through, it's you kind of just have to press your foot to the floor and, and just say to yourself, don't lift. And, and one, once you get it done, once, uh, uh. you know, first few laps, it becomes super easy from then onwards. Yeah, there's some of those corners are amazing. And uh, the, the Silverstone corner where Lewis Hamilton, I'm not going to say drove into Max Verstappen, but it, <laughs> there was an accident. You know, you're doing that flight, what is it, 100 and something kilometers an hour around that corner. And you, you're, it, you don't even think about it anymore. Do, do you realize what you do at a point? Yeah, so like Cops Corner, like you say, in these cars, it's completely flat out, no brakes at all. Um, the, the lowest speed we go through there is 220 k's an hour. So, you know, you have a look at it and you think we must be a little bit crazy, you know, to do these speeds. But, you know, we've been doing it for so long that it, it becomes our second nature. And it's, you know, when you almost feel it's more dangerous when you're going slowly. <laughs> yeah, it's... what. It, what um... Uh, Jeremy Clarkson said, it's not speed that kills you, it's the difference in speed that kills you. you know, yes, if 100%. slow car in your way and you're doing 200 Ks an hour, that's the difference. If we're all doing 200, you're all kind of not going at all. You know? um, let's, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about your team, Fortec Motorsports. You've had time this year now to, to uh, I'm imagining, get to know the car, get to know the team. How is that working out for you? Yeah, so Fortec Motorsports, they've been around for, you know, many years in many different championships. They've run drivers like Charles Leclerc, you know, Max Verstappen at some stages as well. So, you know, they from the work I've done with them, they they super they're super great. I've best team I've worked with so far and the test program we had, you know, throughout the winter time over here in England was, you know, very precise and them getting me up to speed with the car because it's quite a big jump mm-hmm. from what I've been used to. So, yeah, they've been exceptional with, with the whole learning process of it all. Has it been a change physically as well? Yeah, 100%. I mean, 
there's difference in speeds and because of the downforce of the cars the training that we have to do is is super intense like over the winter time we do a training camp for about four or five weeks we had six days a week of training and stuff like that just to get physically prepared and then to, once we end the season it's kind of a sure. more of a maintaining program yeah it's it's the neck and the the wrists, isn't it? Wasn't it? when Hulkenberg started again, he he got wrist issues. Yeah, it's it's pretty much from your core up, and it's pretty much your whole body really, because the braking forces as well that we have to use. It's you know it's over one hundred and twenty kilos you have to to press into the brake pedal for each corner. Wow. So so you you have to be strong all the way up from your legs to your core. And obviously your arms to turn the steering wheel because we don't have any power steering like, you know, in a road car or in the Formula One cars. It's our steering wheels direct connected directly to the wheels. So the forces get really, really heavy. So, yeah, you have to be extremely fit to drive these cars. Have you had a crash, Jared? Yeah, I've had quite a few of them in my career, <laughs> for sure. What are those What are those like? Um. Not so great. Um, when they happen, it's it's kind of obviously it depends if it's your fault or someone else's. But when you have an accident, you kind of have to obviously depending how bad it is, you kind of have to put it behind you before you go into any other event because mm. it mm. it can affect your mental game quite bad. If you have a you know a really big accident, you can it can affect you quite big mentally. Yeah. So. Having those accidents obviously isn't great, but they do happen and, and that's part of racing and, and that's, you know, we have to cope with them and do the best we can. Okay, well, no, hopefully no accidents in the rain at Silverstone. Good luck tomorrow and good luck for the yeah. season as well, Jared. We, we're right behind you. We'll keep a close eye on you. Perfect. Thanks. Thank you very much. Jared Wabeski heading out to Silverstone this weekend. It's the second round of the 2023 GB3 Championship single-seater event. We'll keep a close eye on how he's doing there. Currently 10th in the standings uh, after three rounds. They had three rounds out at Ullen Park. Is that how you say it? I hope so. Olin, Olton Park. Uh, he got nine points. He got a din start and then he got five points, uh, ten po five points as well. So he's in 10th place at the moment. Silverstone this weekend, then they're off to Spa, and then they spend, uh, what are they going, Snetterton Circuit, back to Silverstone. Then they're going to do Brands Hatch. They're going to race around Zandvoort, which is where the Formula 1 cars go, and then they go to Donington Park as well. Sounds like a great event as well. Good luck to Jared Wobeski.